listening to Around Comics. This is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where we talk about everything in and around the world of comics and comics culture. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Brian Salazar. Happy uh, middle of the month, middle of June. Yeah. Happy June. What this? Yeah. No idea. Is, is it June? It'll be June by the time anyone listens to June. this. Yes. All right. All right. Wait, June. it's June now, isn't it? Isn't it June? It is June. I June think it's June. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Behind the curtain, folks. June bugs. We're, yep, we're recording this in our way, June. And, uh, and uh, with us, as always, is uh, Mr. Tom Caters. Oh. Oh. You got Sounds a terrible. Tom's from Mars. There he is. Do you have, hello, the, hello. Do you have the IKEA furniture built yet? I'm sitting on it right now. It's taking another two weeks, and you're still yeah, working on it. I've been enjoying it. Yeah, it's great. It's a great chair. <laughs> we went to the oh. IKEA um, in uh, in Wisconsin, the one there on uh, mm-hmm. is that uh, is that uh, forty one. Uh, it's yeah. uh, outside of uh, I forget what little suburb it is. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. It's you enjoy uh, it? uh, yeah yeah. Spent, What'd you uh, get spent, uh, we got, we What's got the meatballs. SKU number? Yeah. Give me a SKU number. Uh, so I can look this up. Uh, we got, we got a throw for our, for our, uh, our chair and, uh, and some meatballs mm-hmm. and, meatballs. on the website right now. You gotta get the Swedish meatballs. Yeah. They're delicious. Uh, I will not go on the website. <laughs> we looked at some, uh, oh, I got some cutting boards. You know, it's Ooh. a, I can, you know, you go there and you don't buy any furniture and you're like, eh, I still spent like a hundred dollars on nothing that we needed. But you know, that's it. That's why Amazon uh, was it, it is why Amazon was created. And it's also how I feel whenever I go into a comic book store, which is what we heard talk about is some comic books. So let's, comics. uh, comics. Let's talk about some comics. Uh, comic books. Comic books. Tom. <laughs> Why don't you lead us off? Why don't you lead us off? What, what have you been reading? Uh, it's so funny that yeah, I don't know if you picked that up, uh, Sal, because we were talking about Battlestar Galactica, and Tom was sounding a little bit like a Cylon there. <laughs> hey, maybe you like what? A Cylon. <laughs> you sound like a Cylon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, yeah. <laughs> I am a little bit. I'm a half Cylon. <laughs> I'm honest, so. I mean, yeah. Yeah, by the end of the show, we were all Cylons. That was the... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Todd. What have you been reading? Uh, I, I just, uh, coming up, how much I enjoyed um, uh, Mr. Miracle uh, by Tom King and uh, Mitch Gerard's uh, 
Is that I just slaughtered his name, didn't I? I think How, that's, that's as close as I'm going to Yeah. Okay. So I was like, which do I read next? And I saw the vision. The uh, the by Tom King and uh, I think Gabriel Walta, I believe yes. is what I have been here. Um, critically acclaimed, I was like, oh hey cool, I'm gonna like this just as much as like uh, Mr. Miracle. And I read it and I did not like it at all. <laughs> and I had this very strange. I was like, why, why did I? Am I not understanding this book? Because I was like, everyone seems to love this book, and it got like nominated for things. And I was like, I, I don't think it. I'm, I'm, and I went to Wikipedia and read like the summary of it. <laughs> because I was like, maybe that's I'm the safest like, thing to do. Because I was like, well, maybe I'm just like not understanding. Part of the story, and I'm missing some significant detail that would illuminate it. And I went read through, and I was like, "No, that's what I thought. I understood. I know. I should have had more faith in myself." Yeah, I was just kind of like, I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I'm a little surprised that this book's gotten so much love." I guess I don't know. I'm maybe that's just me, I, or you know, like this book came out a couple of years ago. And, you know, I've always heard good things about it. And I read it and I was like, ah, I, maybe I just don't give a fuck about the vision. <laughs> As Alec Holland. I'm just sort of like, ah, whatever. You've gone through so many iterations. I don't even know what you are anymore. I don't understand it. I don't, you know, like the central problem to me was in this book, every time the people in the town were talking about the uh, vision and his family like being monsters, I was like, you're right. They are. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's really messed up that he made these duplicates, you know, or like used, you know, uh, if I understood the story correctly, you know, used Scarlet Witch to make his wife and like create his family out of nothing. And Because she like, owed him. Yeah, and it's like, I, whenever the people in the town were like frightened by him, I'm like, you should be frightened by him. This is really fucking creepy. Yeah. So like, I never, I could never get like wrapped that. I guess I just never got that invested in them as characters, you know. So when people are killing other characters and like, I was just like, oh, okay, like, yeah, the, they need like, to die. There's <laughs> no significance to me of them, you know, like. In a, yeah, in a strange way. I was sort of like, you know, and the omen was like, you have like one of those moments where you're reading something and like the story, you know, spoilers for the vision if you haven't read it, by the way. It's, I don't think it's going to be a big deal, right? You start off by like killing like sort of like a B level character, right? Like you're like, oh, we'll just get rid of the Grim Reaper, who's like a character I kind of How barely How dare know. you call that B level? I'm just, his name's the Grimmer. Come on. Great costume design. And I immediately, like, immediately set like my warning alarms in, in my head off. Where I was like, oh, this is how the story is beginning is by like killing off some like character that there's a subset of people that all care to about Grim Reaper being killed. Yeah, and and then from that point on, I was just sort of like. Okay, I understand why the people in this town are with them. Um, they keep doing sort of horrible things. 
Um, maybe someone should destroy them. Uh, yeah, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't care about any of the characters. I still don't care about the vision. I don't know. Maybe I just have like a blind spot to this character where I was sort of like, ah, okay. I mean, I get what the story was trying to do and it was like an interesting elevator pitch, but I sort of like got to the end and was like, that was like, that was fine. I don't think I care about the vision anymore than I did before or about his family. I guess I didn't feel like any of the sacrifice like had any effect to me. Like I wasn't like, Oh wow. That's like an interesting moment. I was sort of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like I didn't know who this character was before this started. Like I also don't care. I just, it was just like completely did not land with me in any way whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. So it's just sort of like, yeah, okay. That's interesting. I, uh, I really enjoyed it myself. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I took a different, I, I, not that I have ever give a shit about the vision. Um, yeah. cause I haven't either. He's one of those characters that it's like, whatever, he's always kind of been there, but I've, I've never cared about that character. I, I never gave a shit about his relationship with Wanda. I didn't fucking care that they had kids. I never, I, none of that storyline, none of the vision ever really, I landed with me to use He was your, your Marvel's point. Mr. Martian or the Mar, uh, Martian Manhunter. Man, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. But call uh, him by his John Jones. Josh. Jones. Yes. Have some respect. Mike Martz. Mike Martz. Mike Martz. Mike, nice. <laughs> nice black nice black hammer reference. But uh I really like this and I think I don't know. Well, I think one of the reasons uh and it can be both uh, beneficial to me when you're reading it for me and sometimes a hindrance, but you know, Tom King, I think puts so much of his own sort of life into these characters, his own sort of existence. And, and so I read some of that into this and I, I guess I kind of read into it, like him coming out of, uh, you know, working for the CIA and, and sort of moving to Washington and raising a family and, and sort of just being, trying to be normal uh, mm-hmm. when at the same time maybe dealing with some shit from that experience in Afghanistan and 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 relating that through these characters where you know the vision is a very weird character who doesn't know who he is doesn't really understand his own ex- existence I think that well and I think that's very human in a lot of ways, um, but him trying to be more human, more normal, uh, mm. which I, which is what I found interesting about it, because I think like, um, I think a lot of us walk around trying to be normal. You know what I mean? Like, uh, especially the older you get, families, raising a family, having a house, having kids, that kind of thing. Like, you sort of are doing what you're supposed to do, but you know, and I think I I would think you uh, can relate to this time of like, you know, being a dad, like going, oh, how do I do this? How do I, how do I be a father? I nobody's ever told me how to do this. No, there's no book I can really read. There's not an instruction manual. I'm just trying to figure this out, and I'm going to sort of fake it and hope my kids survive, and they don't have to pay for a bunch of therapy when they're older. 
Um, and so that's kind of what I enjoyed of watching mm-hmm. it or, you know, reading it and just sort of from that perspective, like seeing him explore this character who isn't human and wants to be, uh, but isn't sure how to go about doing it and is just sort of like in this weird sort of, uh, almost horrific way, pantomiming humanity, but he doesn't know any better and it just sort of falls apart. Uh, yeah. burning like fire. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Hey, I just want to put it out there, this, uh, you know, for our future uh, artificial intelligent overlords that are soon to take over the yeah. planet. Uh, I'm not the one saying this. That's Tom Caters. So I'm half here. Cylon. <laughs> we already established this. We're all Cylons. But uh, if you so can, I guess, if you I, guess pass. I guess that's how I connected yeah. with the characters more so than you did. Uh, I guess to me, it, it it felt like all that stuff. I felt like I never got to care about the characters before all the stuff started to happen. You know, like the instigating event happened so quickly. Right, right. Sort of just like, okay, like I just met this character and like I never, I guess to me, I just never had time to actually care about any of those characters before they sort of get wrapped up in the plot points. Right, right. What they're doing. So I'm sort of like, oh, that person did that. It's like, okay. Yeah, you like, were invested in them. You didn't get invested. Yeah, in them it's like, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, it was very, it was very beautifully drawn. And the writing was good. It wasn't like I was like, why is this person saying that? I just like, it just read, I was, I was just like one of those moments where I was genuinely confused because it got so much love and I read it and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's like pretty blah type of story. <laughs> well, On to the next thing. Yeah, that was. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but you did. You did like the his Mister Miracle series. Yeah, I did. Okay. Which, I mean, did you feel like that was kind of the same thing where it was trying to balance the the I'm a crazy new god. Uh, well, I think it's a lot of Tom's work is that sort of idea of, yeah. you know, amazingly powerful individual, but I also, I've got a, a wife and, and, and kids and, and I think I'm trying to balance me, that yeah. thing. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. The vision might not be the best vehicle. For that, for me, like I just did not like it. So, so maybe maybe Vision was the warm up to Mister Miracle, which was ultimately more successful from a storytelling standpoint. Well, I think the big the biggest difference is that Mister Miracle has a level of levity to it that's mixed in. Like the tonal differences in that book are very like. There's really funny moments, 
in really horrific moments. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that resonates. You know, if you're taking Tom King's personal experience, right? Like I can see how that translates into Mr. Miracle, right? Like that idea of like, here is during the day he's off fighting this war with the the new gods. And then during the day he's taking care of his wife, who's about to give birth, you know, right? Like that tonal difference between those is so like, you know, like, you know, in a lot of ways that made it resonate more for me. On that, you know, I also I I think I, I think I respond better to humor, and I can't say that the vision had a lot of humor in it. Okay, it was sure. Pretty, it was pretty horrific, I guess, and very sort of like it was creepy. Yeah. I thought it was creepy. Like, oh, definitely. Much... I think it. I think it was. It was creepy, I'm, and maybe that's yeah. Uh, I actually, I still haven't finished Mister Miracle. I would. I need to go back and start yeah. it from the beginning and reread it. But I. I kind of. I didn't connect to Mister Miracle as much as I did to Vision, for hmm. some reason. Maybe I'm. Uh, I like you're. You're. Movie. You're a robot. I'm a robot. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm cold and hard. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just like. Yeah. They should destroy this family. They should. <laughs> They should burn yeah. these monsters. The Avengers should be stopping this. <laughs> like, yes, someone do something. Burn it. Someone burn stop it with them. fire. Horrible. Yeah. yeah, this is horrifying. Someone do something. Don't just let him do this. See, and I felt like an empathy for him because they are sort of, you know, these creatures, but not of their own volition. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't choose to be creatures they didn't choose yeah. to be androids or whatever they are or synthetic humanoids or uh, the, so they're yeah. put in this situation where they have no choice and they're trying to make the best of it and um yeah. where like mr miracle i kind of like well you know they they're putting like i almost feel with mr miracle like he's causing the problems for himself which ultimately we mm-hmm. all all do but mm-hmm. I, you know, there, that that's one of the differences between the book for me is like Vision is a character that doesn't have a choice, didn't have a choice to be who he is, where like Mr. Miracle kind of made choices to put him where he is, put him in the situations that he ends up in. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think the source material is so different between those two. Yeah. I mean, the Vision as a character has always been about like he was built right and there's all this ancillary shit with ultron and all these other things right so like that's intrinsic to like his characters this like there's been all these different versions of it and then the vision gets blown up he gets rebuilt and now he's like this you know like there's just like that nature of the vision that's sort of like what vision is this you know like what what are we looking at whereas you know the origin story of mr miracle you know, like it is sort of born out of that, like, you know, he's sent to apocalypse a peace offering. Yeah. So in a sense, that part of him is not, he doesn't get a choice right, in that, a choice but there, his, yeah. but his, you know, his story is like, he escaped. He's the one that escapes from all that right. somehow, you right. know, like through perseverance, he manages to like emerge from that. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's just interesting because I, I like a lot of the stuff, 
and I, I was expecting to like this. And then I got to the end, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Sometimes it happens. What well, are you going to do? So I guess segue into something, another Tom King book that I kind of wanted to talk about was, I, I don't know if either of you have read it, but Heroes in Crisis, which wrapped yes. up um, this last uh, month um, with – uh, a lot of people were complaining about the ending of it, and um, it's another book where it's like, you know, Tom dealing with, you know, well, and I, I, you know, a lot of it I think is post-traumatic stress disorder, and, and and the idea of these heroes dealing with that, dealing with PTSD, and uh, and trying to cope with all the things that they see and live with and experience, and uh, spoilers because if people haven't read it. Um, it ends up being uh, um, Wally West, who can't cope with the, his existence and the fact that, um, mostly the fact that he came back from the dead and his family didn't come with him, um, and how to deal. You know, he he doesn't know how to deal with that. Like his his children have been erased from existence, um, and he's been brought back, and he's he's trying to you know sort of cope with that. Uh, and it ends up, you know, uh, in really uh, kind of a horrible, dark thing um, in the book. But a lot of people were like pissed off about it and like angry and like, uh, you know, because he used Wally in that way. And um, and a lot of what I read about people talking about it was like, you know, well, he doesn't even know this character. Why did he use this character? He doesn't even know Wally West. Why, why would Wally? And, and I get so kind of tired of that fucking argument when people don't like a book, like saying that it's bad because because the character does something out of character, which is kind of a ridiculous statement. Of her, I mean, for characters that have been around so goddamn long and have had so many writers, like the idea that a writer doesn't, you know, that, that a character doesn't act like way, the way he's supposed to act is sort of silly at this point. Like, no, that's the way he's acting now. That's the, the writer was paid to write that character. That's how that character is acting right now. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily change how he chose to act in the past. And it doesn't mean that's how he's going to act in the future. But right now, that's how that character acts. And people writing and talking about this book like it's, um, horribly written because the character does something out of what they're used to is just such a bizarre thought to me. But I like the idea that, you know, King is, Tom's sticking with the same sort of theme of like these characters coping with their existence, um, which I find interesting. I don't know. So superhero comics in, in this day and age, are, a lot of them are pretty boring to me. Like your basic sort of superhero comic of you know, good versus evil is kind of bland. Um, I don't think there's that terribly that many that are out there that are very good, but I find his stuff interesting because he deals with like the idea of like, well, what would it be like to not just be a superhero, but be a superhero in a ridiculous existence where you come back from the dead and your family's no longer, in existence and just disappear mm. and your friends, you know, you're to, to blame for it in, in, you know, the, your mentor, your hero, the guy that you looked up to is sort of to blame for it. How would that affect you? Um, I think that's an interesting, at least, uh, this, you know, uh, idea. And then to kind of wrap that into an exciting comic book, um, 
I think is pretty ambitious. But I know you had some ideas on it, Tom, too. Uh, what, what are you? What are your yeah, I think you know sometimes you know, using the word crisis packs so much emotional baggage mm. into doing something right, like that. I found the story very ambitious, right? And I I do think, like, that point of view of, like, what it's like to live sort of that, you know, what what would happen if you came back from the dead and your family didn't come back? It's very interesting. I think the problem with it in that it sort of struck me as strange, it sort of lives in that in-between space between that ambitious goal and still sort of filling what a crisis story is, right? It's like, all these characters died, right? You still have the trappings of, you know, what does a crisis at DC mean? Mm -hmm. It means, like, all these characters died. Like, so you're kind of, like, to me, the story kind of felt like it, it lived in both spaces, which I don't think did the ambitious portion of it, the justice, you know, like having to sort of fill in, fit in, like, the missed who killed all these people like was almost sort of like not diminishing the ambitious portion of it but like felt like it was in service of like a different thing like this is we have to make crisis yeah yeah like it kind of felt like it lived in between those two things and i think like if it was freed from having to be called a crisis and live with that baggage of what that means, like whether like what, what fan expectation is of that, I think it, it could have been better. And I'm not saying that it's bad because I, I found it interesting. I just think like it lived in a strange space that didn't quite like work exactly the way I wish it would have. No, like, I see it just sort mean. of like. It kind of had the trappings of one thing, and like it, it, it was like not wholly of that ambitious nature. Like there's still those things that were like, like who did this? You know, all the time spent with that, right? To like land on the the, the culprit, you know, being Wally West. It just felt like it just felt of two worlds, you know, like trying to combine those things together into one type of story. Yeah, there there may have been in like a uh, he was doing the best with what he was given, you know, the confines of what he could work within, uh, because it's like, hey, it is a crisis, so we have to kill a bunch of people and, yeah. and and like you said, make it sort of a murder mystery, which is interesting that that crisis has become sort of that, where it's like it's it's a you know it's a murder mystery that that's kind of what those books have been at least for uh, yeah. you know, uh, but. I mean, I guess in the same point, like you kind of know that going into it, right? Like you, you yeah, and, yeah. Um, so to sort of complain or, and, and I'm not saying this about you. I'm just saying more the online sort of complaining. Yeah. Uh, to complain about it at that point about it being what it is is like, well, I mean, it is a crisis book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. What, do you, what do you expect? Uh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the the thing about living in sort of two spaces, I think, is separate from, like, the weather Wally yeah, yeah. character or whatever, you know, like... What kind I know of what you're saying, though, because there is yeah. sort of, like, the, 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 um, the construction of it is yeah. that 
uh, manufactured sort of thing where like he's 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 building up that anticipation for the eventual who done it moment and that yeah. almost takes away from the idea of what would it be like for a hero to go through what Wally's going through uh yeah in a little way it felt sort of like yeah like the they didn't work together as well as they could have. Right, right. You know, in a sense to like be like, oh, land sort of like what you're aiming for with that ambitious point of view. But it's sort of married to like, you know, it's it's interesting, right? Like in such a weird way, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths is like like this thunderclap that we still hear decades later, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the you know, what do we talk about? We talked about the vision. How does the vision start? It starts by killing off, like, a B-level character that some people love, right? Like, that's such a, a thing that, you know, like, I just recently reread Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? And, like, that whole really? beginning where Earth Earth C gets destroyed. B-level characters getting murdered right at the start, so you know it's serious, right? Like, it's so <laughs> weird to me. That we still, it's like, it's interesting, matter. right? It has, yeah, like, it's such a template, like, for what we, like, what we as comic book fans expect, like, a world-changing event to feel like, right? And, like, it's shifted over the years, right? And you're right, it has become more, like, murder mystery, right? But there's still, like, that echo of that construction yeah. of, like... This story, you know this story is serious because we're going to kill off all these characters, right? And, like, it's just – it's so interesting to me that that yeah. structure – Because if in the X-Men, they, they kill, if they kill a Morlock, things are serious. Yeah, it's, like, it's just interesting, yeah. Like, like how that structure has just survived for so long and it's still, like – but do you Ever think it all, it's limited to comics? I mean, I think you see that in yeah. really anything. Like, you, you know, that's why there's the – I mean, quite honestly, it's why there's the complaints of women in refrigerators. It's not just comics, though. It's movies oh, yeah, and yeah. TV shows. It's like, well, we need, we need the audience to be invested. Murder is the ultimate – you know what I mean? Like having someone yeah. murdered brutally is how you get people interested. I mean, it just – you know, that's I one mean, of those I mean, it just ways. so happens – Comics has an endless series of B characters yeah. that you can fucking. It really, it really should happen. It should happen more. It should happen more on shows like SVU because I want most of those characters to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will yeah. give Tom King credit for Grim Reaper. At least it's. Yeah. I mean, there is a relationship. It, 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 he is Simon Williams' brother. Yes. And yes. Yes. you know, Simon Williams was what Vision was originally brained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. But so at least there was that. But I, but I know what you mean. Like there is that. It, it almost is like, oh, okay. They're not. You know, they're, they're not giving me anything. You know, really unique or interesting here because you're just following that that same. I mean, like the setting is interesting, the resolution is interesting, right? But like the the instigating event is almost sort of like that is what happens in a crisis. Maybe that I mean that could be brilliant, right? Because it works. It's a crisis, yeah. So, So like it fits within that, but at the same time, it's sort of like. I, part of me is sort of like, ah, oh, man, you know, the DC's sort of um, their emotional attachment to crisis as a word and what that means. I think sometimes isn't yeah. always like beneficial, right? Like to 
to to what they're trying to do all the time right like that's the word so packed with stuff for them storytelling wise not yeah. just like emotionally but like what that means is like that it's, means all, it's, all, it's like, almost to the point that it doesn't mean anything anymore yeah it's just it's yeah it's interesting i mean it's a brand I, it, I found, yeah it is a brand. didn't they they already did final crisis so i mean what yes. the fuck what right? the fuck are we doing? Yeah, why do we keep doing these? But um, yeah, I think yeah, it's just I mean, like I, an, it's almost like an exercise now. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. we need a crisis. How do we do what another do we crisis? Do? <laughs> do we do another crisis. What do we do with another crisis? Who wants to take yeah, a shot at it? I thought it, was, I thought it was very interesting. That was very ambitious. I also sort of feel like I don't know how, exactly how I feel about it yet. And I feel it was like I need more time to like think about it. Beautifully drawn. Yes. Beautifully yes. drawn. One of the best, I think, yeah. you know, drawn superhero comics of the year. I, I personally, I think it's absolutely gorgeous. But uh, and I found it interesting. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting. I think yeah. it's it's a little uh, it's a little tough to get through to some degree, but. Uh, I think it. I, I don't know. I just. I thought it was incredibly ambitious for for what it was trying to to yes. do and deal yeah. with. And maybe it came up short. But I said this. I think I said this on online. I'm like, I'd rather. I'd rather have like amazing failures than mediocre yeah. consistency. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Which is we get a lot of Take mediocre a big swing. Yeah, yeah, take a big uh, swing yeah. and you miss, you know, but, you know, it's like other, <laughs> other than like a bunch. You just described Grant Morrison. <laughs> well, yeah, he does take a lot of big yeah, swings. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes he hits home runs. And I don't even know if I if I don't like it. I'm just sort of like, I did like it, I think. It's just like, it's like one of those books I might have to like sit a little while and think about how I actually, yeah, like really felt about it. Like, uh, I think that's the mark like of a, a good book, though. I mean, yeah, if for you sure. can't just kind of get through it and go, eh, or I did like it or I didn't like it, maybe, you know, sometimes it's something that makes you chew on yeah. it a little bit. Good book, yeah. good movie, where you come back and you're like, yeah, I'm still thinking about that. That's a, yeah. that's a good sign. And now we're going to go to camp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, still thinking about I've that. I've been thinking about 30 years. Still Still chewing on that movie for years and years. And now, uh, so, uh, what do you guys think about Tom King writing, co-writing the New Gods TV show? That's cool. Sure, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, Good for him. Good for him. All right, enough about that bastard. Yeah, yeah. We talked um, about Jesus Christ. We yeah. we are we are old. I I determined by Let's reading this yourself. book. We are old because the comics that came out whenever we were in our uh, like 20s are now being uh, rebooted and reimagined. And, and, and well, um, did you guys? Um, and this is uh, this is my latest late to the party inclusion. Have you read uh, the Wild Storm? No, uh, no. I did. Tom King write it. Yeah, Tom <laughs> King did not write it. Oh, okay, this is uh, Ellis, right? It's a yeah. This little known guy named Warren Ellis. He used to be oh. a thing back in the day. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's Warren Ellis reinventing or rebooting the Wildstorm universe because uh, I guess Jim, you know, I, I read the the afterword and and uh, uh, Jim Lee wrote him a, a really slobbery message. It's like Warren, you're the only guy that can do this, and we it's, it's we're gonna put this in your hands, and it's up to you, and um, it is everything that 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 I love about comics. It is, it's sci-fi and espionage and it just, it hits those, those beats for me. I will, I knowing your guys's style and, and what, mm. uh, what appeals to you. This is my kind of comic. It is, it is, it's, it's almost tailor made for me. And, and I've, I've through 13 issues of the, of the relaunch and have loved absolutely every one of them. It's give me sci-fi political intrigue and espionage. And I'm oh. fucking just happier than a gopher in soft dirt. <laughs> is that, are they happy? In, is that happy? I don't know if yes. I'm not sure how to sure, interpret very, that. Yeah. <laughs> Colloquialism. Easy is that pick. a Wisconsin colloquialism? And, no, it's very Southern oh. Illinois. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the other the other cool thing about it is, I mean, it's very nostalgia ridden because you know all of the characters are are. It's almost like alternate universe versions of the Wildstorm characters that we that we read in the early nineties. Uh, whenever Jim Lee, it was uh, it's his Wildcats team is oh, that was. Right. Yeah, so it's it's Jacob Marlowe who is you know kind of the the little person, um, and Grifter and Zealot and uh, Void. Um, trying to think, uh, it, it, so it combines them with the Stormwatch characters that would eventually become the Authority and ah. the, and the Wild. Mm, so you the get Wild gen- Storm. It's the Wild <laughs> it's Storm. A storm. It's yeah, a it's a storm of wild, wild storm characters. <laughs> it's a so storm you, of wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you get you know a, a new Jenny Sparks. Uh, you get um, uh, John Lynch, who was the the head of Stormwatch in this version of the of the universe, this relaunched universe. Uh, Stormwatch is now uh, IO. It's the the intelligence organization that runs everything Earthbound, and then there's um, that have been it, it gets it gets complicated whenever you look at the you know the the comparables from the old old universe. I guess Stormwatch is now Skywatch, which <laughs> controls everything in space, and it, it's. So you have the the characters from the old Wildstorm universe have been reimagined, relaunched in this universe, and I uh, I assume they're going to keep going on and and moving forward. I hear that there is a new Wildcats uh, miniseries that's going to to come out of this, but uh, it's nice to see old characters like John Lynch and Grifter and Zealot and and all those characters that I enjoyed in the '90s and then uh, in the early 2000s. Whenever they kind of uh, started to reimagine the series, even the post Alan Moore 
uh, Wildcats, where they went into uh, when Brubaker did Sleeper. All of those characters came out of this kind of shared universe, and it's neat to to see them reimagined and relaunched. So uh, check out uh, the Wildstorm. Do you uh, do you like? I haven't read that stuff since mm-hmm. the nineties. Do you do you need to sort of? Nope. No, you're, you're good. Just going in straight in. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's kind of, it's kind of like the Doctor Who relaunch in TV, where it's like if you were an old school fan of the TV show, there was another layer that you would appreciate. But the majority of the new fans of that TV show probably never watched any of the 70s, 80s, or early 90s versions of that character and appreciate it just as well, if not even even more so. So there are some neat nods to the the 90s versions of of the series and those characters where there's some, you know, it's like, ooh, I know who that character is. Right, but right. if you don't, if you it's don't, it's matter. fine. It's, 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 uh, Warren Ellis is a pretty good writer and he doesn't have to, he's good. He's He's good. good. He doesn't, he, he doesn't have to rely on the nostalgia of, of the old characters to make, to, to write a good story. It's, you can jump right in. You don't have to, you don't have to remember who void is. You know, because they're all, it's reimagined. So they all get kind of new origin stories anyway. So, I mean, if you see Jack Hawksmore and you, and you were a big fan of the authority, then that's kind of a, a, a little mini payoff for you. Right. But if you never read the authority, it, it lays it out for you and explains what his powers are. And they, they've also, they've changed a lot of things. So it's not everyone has the same powers or the same backstory. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fine. You don't have to have been a wild storm, you know, aficionado, Devotee. you know, yeah, the the four of us out there in the world, a wild storm chaser. No, no. I think so, I got yeah. a letters page, uh, the letters page title right there. Wild Storm Chasers, Storm Chasers, nice Storm Chasers. Nice. Nice. Storm chasers. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, you know, I know that this is probably up my alley more than your guys's because it, it just it it checks a lot of the boxes of of what I like in a in a in a superhero slash espionage. I have to admit, uh, sto- I'm. Espionage is is one of the, those genres that I've just I have a hard time with. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't I don't enjoy that much of it. You don't like lying. You don't like lying. <laughs> That's probably it. I'm a very honest. I'm a very People very honest him. guy. You know. And why won't this spy just tell them who he is? Yeah. Why is he gonna hide? And, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's like it gets too complicated. Like I gotta. I'm, I'm like I. I'm. I either want like character driven stuff or plot driven stuff. And like with espionage, it's plot driven, but the plots always get so intertwined. Like I, I gotta pay attention. To like four different groups of people doing different uh, machinations. I'm, under, I'm, under, I'm understanding why you didn't like reading uh, uh, Good Omens. 
Yeah, that's what I'd like. I, I gotta sit here and fucking figure out what all these different groups of characters are doing and nonsense. I, I need, I need, I need a wall with pictures and string just and fucking and, yeah, uh, fuck that shit, man. Just tell me a story. God damn, I don't, I don't know how I ever got through Game of Thrones. Quite honestly, because. That's so, you know, like um, that, but I don't know. I guess some stuff I it, like, but some so stuff. That there is, it, it is funny because there is a scene where one of the characters, uh, what Jenny, Jenny Sparks, the new Jenny Sparks is trying to figure out what is going on. And one of the other characters goes to her, her residence and she has one of those walls with the pictures and the and the uh the newspaper clippings and all of the you know the yarn with the the yeah. thumbtacks all the that psycho. and it's like it's like it's like okay so you're a little fucking insane <laughs> it's 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 that moment it's like oh so you're that person now did he Which use is, it as <laughs> exposition though did he use it to sort of like catch you up on the story or was it just a you know, moment of the character no, it, it was that was a true character moment. He okay. only used exposition hard like twice, and and you know it's one of those things that that now in comics and and thankfully they they've gotten they've kind of outgrown that you you still kind of smell it like a fart in a car when when someone is is using heavy heavy exposition. I I picked up the the new Star Trek. Um, uh, uh, season is it season five? Whatever the fuck they called it, it's the original crew. Um, old year, fuckers, Star Trek yeah, old it, fuckers. It's, it's year year five, and there was like two fucking pages of exposition where I was like, "This is the laziest written comic ever." And uh, yeah, it's Ellis is Ellis is a better writer than that. Yeah, so, I, I wasn't using it as a negative. I mean, I think. I think there's ways to use exposition to tell, help tell a story, and and then yeah, there's ways where you just like you don't know how else to tell the story. Just but. vomit a bunch of stuff on page, and yeah. say, there you go. <laughs> I think exposition sometimes people attack it like it's, you know. You should never have exposition. It's like, well, that's not always. No, that's not true. It just it just it just shouldn't be lazy. No, I yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just but, thought maybe no, that was an actual moment of like clever exposition where it's like, oh, you know, here's a here here I'm going to catch up on what's going on by showing you this character trying to figure out what's going on. I mean that you know that's mm-hmm. kind of a little little better. No, it wasn't even that. It was it was it was literally it was literally the the other character seeing this and going, oh, so you're a little little bit of crazy. Um, uh, if you are a DC Universe uh, subscriber, they have the first 13 issues are available. Oh, all right. Well, it's on Hoopla, too. I just was looking. So yeah, I, there you go. I'm going to get the first. Hoopla. Uh, hoopla. I, I mean, love and it's And it's it's straight up Ellis. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's straight up Warren Ellis. Now, it's, what it's happened kind of... to Warren Ellis? Because uh, he kind of hasn't been doing a lot of stuff for the last handful of years. I know he was working on some TV stuff, but I had heard, like, something he had. Did he have something happened health-wise with him the the the, the, like, the the one time i met him in person which was probably fucking almost 10 years ago he looked like fucking death then <laughs> well he's looked 
bad. I mean, he's. It's. <laughs> I don't it's think like, he's ever I, looked good. <laughs> no, it's. I. I, I still. I. It's like, how are you still fucking alive? Because you know, smokes and drinks and and is yeah. He he looked he looked like death warmed over ten years ago. So well, I thought he had. I had heard something about he had something brain related, but I don't I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm speaking out of yeah. school, so I don't really out of know. school. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't okay. know. But uh, it's yeah. He he wrote this and it was good. And it's yeah. It's uh twenty four issues. I don't know how many they're done with, but uh, that's what it's supposed to go to. So I'm on issue 13. It's all good. Nice, nice. Yeah. You know, so how do you guys feel about, uh, you know, those 90s comics that are now um, we're seeing reimaginings of the the shit that was out whenever we were young adults? Um, yeah, it's a little weird, like, realizing uh, that I'm old. And constantly (laughs) being reminded of it, you know, like, uh, it's a little odd, like seeing, you know, music is classic rock that I, you know, it was like, I don't know, seeing all the things that I grew up with being old and just my kids don't even know what they were or what it was. But at the same time, like everything that we had as kids is coming back or still being redone, you know, whether it's star Wars and, uh, all the superhero stuff. So it's, it's, uh, it's an odd time for sure. But yeah, getting old, getting old, the comics. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not paying that much attention. I mean, uh, to stuff that's nineties, I don't know. I don't fucking. I I I didn't read that much stuff in the '90s. I don't think anyway. Um, for a lot of reasons, not because of the quality of the books or anything, but uh, I don't know that I want to go back to a lot of that stuff. I, yeah, it's yeah. well. That was, that was the nice thing about about this relaunch is that it's not the you know the, the there were a lot less pockets in this one. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it took, and that's my snarky way of saying it, it took away a lot of the, uh, a lot of the cheesy 90s Goofiness. aspect. Look at the goofy yeah. 90s aspects uh, of this, and it, and it updated it and put it in a much more modern, modern telling of, of those same characters and just kind of it relaunched it and reimagined it. You know, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be absolutely tied to the past. It's, it's nice to, it's nice to be able to, to take those, the, the core of those characters, what you enjoyed, you know, grifter is always going to be grifter. I mean, that's, that's kind of who that character is, but you can put a slightly different spin on that character and, and not have him be absolutely tied to, to, to what he was previously. And so I, I, I like it whenever they, whenever they do that. And I think that the Wildstorm universe offers, uh, almost not, not a unique opportunity, but, it has roots that are just deep enough that people have some nostalgia with it, right, right. but they're not so mm-hmm. deep that it's like Spider-Man or Flash yeah. or, you know, Superman, Batman, whatever. It's they're they're known quantities, but not sacred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, can see that. If I had the time and energy, 
I would start a uh, a comic book universe of characters that, like, every 20 years, and this would be, like, part of the mythology of the characters, there would be superheroes, but, like, every 20 years they would die and be reborn. <laughs> yeah. So that they would just, like, start over. And you you would, it would just be, like, the, it would be, like, mantle comics. So it was just, like, you had, your you know, all your superheroes, and every 20 years, like, they would all just die and be reborn as, you know, brand new the same so that characters, mantle. but yeah, with the same mantle. So you'd have a you new know, Superman. D or new, DC, every DC was really kind of good about doing that. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, kinda. honestly, they worked for a while. Kinda, you know, they were, for for a while, you know, and then you know, yeah, you know, it's like that's what I loved about JSA, and you know, that was I never would have read the JSA if it wasn't for Tom, and, and you know, I I loved the kind of discovering the idea of the mantle, which right. was a new concept for me after reading comics for, you know, you know, 20 fucking years. It's like, Oh, this is, this is cool. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is, you know, there are other characters that, that, you know, had the same name and, and, you know, you, you get to go back and, you know, that that's what made that series so cool is that there was a reverence for what had come before. And, you know, looking at it from the outside, it's, I mean, that was totally Jeff Johns and, and his love of the comics that he grew up on. Right. Yeah. Mm. He's still doing that. <laughs> no, yeah. I just think it's, I mean, because we get so caught up, comic book fans get caught, caught up in like the idea of like, Oh, well these characters uh, are this thing. And it's like, no, well, they're just this thing for a little while. And then there's yeah. something else. But the, but like Batman is bigger than any decade that Batman's been around. You know what I mean? Like that, the character Superman or the character Batman or Spider-Man or the Hulk or Captain America or whoever it is, like those ideas can change and be something fresh to yeah. the next batch of kids. Mm -hmm. Um, it's Thank just, God Hal Jordan doesn't sell insurance anymore. Yeah, or he's not a toy salesman. <laughs> just the other I just think we get yeah, caught yeah. up in it. Like, you know, I think I think the companies get caught up in it too. Of like, it can only be this thing, or it can only the writers get caught up in like it can only be this you know this uh, you know iteration isn't, of it. Isn't it neat how um, different media? affects the, the, the core of the characters. Cause you know, you, you look at stuff like, you know, into the spider verse or the, the, the Spider-Man PS4 game and how that ends up, or the, you know, obviously the movies and how that ends up influencing and changing the comics. And I think that even the source material needs that that outside influence to say you know what you've looked at this character the same way for so long and here are these influences from outside to to remind you that that it can change it can grow and evolve and change and and be different than than what it's been on paper for a long time well or or you know Guys like Alan Moore, we talked about in the last episode, you know, with jumping, mm -hmm. like going, yeah, no, this is stupid. Let's change it into something completely different and see if we can make something better out of it and not be beholden to what 
came before. And I think it's a fine line. I, you know, I, I'm not saying you, you need to reinvent every character mm. every, every once in a while, but like, yeah. Well, I look at like you know Don Dan Slott came into to Spider Man, and I think that he absolutely embraced the the uh, Ditko Stan Lee era. Spider-Man and it's like I want to I want to embrace that and tell stories like that and then you look at like Grant Morrison that goes into X-Men right. with his X-Men and it's like X-Men's been boring for a really long time we're going to fucking throw it in a blender turn it upside down and and throw it up you know against the wall and it's going to be completely different and I respect both of those things but I also see the 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 problems in both of those because yeah. it's I mean Grant Morrison's new X Men run was amazing and horrifying mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at, at the same time yeah. right yeah, yeah I don't know I mean I didn't find it horrifying I, 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 but it's it's well, maybe not horrifying under his watch but kind of. The, the 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 aftermath of it, you know, it's yeah. You well, know what that's I mean? always going to be a problem because when you have somebody yeah. that's like, yeah, they're going to do something visionary, then it's like, okay, well, how do you follow that up? Do you do you keep trying to go down yeah, that exactly. road? Well, if you're not yeah. going to have somebody like, Here you go. It, yeah, it's hard to do. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, I think they also go the other way too because, like, I think. Uh, I can't think of the writer who's uh, on the Uncanny X-Men right now. Um, but, like, he was sort no. of building something new with the latest uh, volume of Uncanny X-Men. And it started off kind of slow mm-hmm. and, and not amazing, but I think it was starting to build into something really good. Spectacular. And, but they're going to cancel it and relaunch oh, yeah, all put, the X-Men books. Yeah, they're burning like, everything down for Hickman, right? Yeah, and it's like, why yeah. the fuck? All right. I mean, we've been, you know, we've been talking about Jonathan Hickman since before anybody fucking knew who Jonathan Hickman was. But it, I love the guy, but why the fuck are you giving him another chance to not finish something? Cuz he I mean, how many times has he come up with some great idea for these mainstream books and it doesn't go anywhere? I mean, I think he's a very talented writer. I think he has amazing ideas, but I don't think he can fucking finish a story uh, that makes any goddamn sense to anybody. I mean, so it's like, I just feel like this was one of those cases where the X-Men book, you know, wasn't given enough time to kind of breathe. And now you're just going to, mm-hmm. well, we just need to fucking slash and burn and, and, and start yeah. over and probably do something. But now they're going to, you know, it's like, it's, you know, who knows what it's going to be with, with, uh, Hickman, but I hope it's, I hope it's good, but I haven't read X-Men. I haven't read an X-Men book consistently yeah. in a long time. And I thought, yeah. I think it's Charles, Charles soul, maybe. Who's writing it? Soleil. Sole is the soul. Sole. I don't. I don't know. Sole. 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 But I really think he was building something interesting, and I think it's kind of a shame that they're just going to kind of cut it short and and uh, restart everything. But it is what it is. It is comics. It is yeah. comics. Yeah. It'll break your heart. I haven't. Ki- it breaks your heart, kid. <laughs> I haven't read an X book. In a very long time, like yeah. a ridiculously long time. 
Maybe Grant Morrison's new X Men. <laughs> that might be. Yeah. <laughs> there, last time I really was like, "Oh, what are they gonna do?" It's been a long time. Yeah. Like I feel like the X universe sort of just like chugs along. And well, it's that baggage, like, it's that same baggage, like we were talking with Swamp Thing, where it's yeah. like baggage of, okay, well, we, it's it's an X Men book, so it has to be the angst of them being hunted. And mm-hmm. outcasts, that's that's all it always ends up being. And it's just like, okay, but we've seen that over and over and over again. How about mm-hmm. something different maybe? I don't know. I mean, I know that's sort of the core of those characters, but I think, I think the challenge then is this sort of like, you know, how do you keep that but make it mm-hmm. something fresh or something different? What... What was X-Men, I always think of it as as a soap opera. Was it really the, the comic that, that really took that soap opera kind of theme to it? Where, I mean, it was, yeah, it was a superhero comic, but it was really a soap opera. It was melodrama. I mean, I think it was definitely one of the first that, you know, Claremont and really leaned on that heavy yeah drama and just like you know it it was i don't think anyone was dealing with those sort of oh you know what am i gonna do my life is terrible sort of thing you know like yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) what what is she gonna think of me if i you know blah 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 i mean i think Uh, you had the hulk and to some degree and you had spider-man to some degree was like that uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I guess I guess with Spider-Man, it was you know, I guess what um, Stanley said he always wanted uh, that uh, that decision of I need to go to you know the you know the south side of Manhattan to you know battle Doc Ock, mm-hmm. or I had to go to the Upper East Side right. to get Amity's mm-hmm. medicine. But I think X-Men was the first one where you had a bunch of characters dealing with their own issues and and interpersonal issues between them. You know what I mean? Like they were dealing with, yeah. okay, we got to be superheroes, but we're also hated. And like one of us is in love with another one. One of us is a teenage girl. One of us is a, you know, a, a, a immortal Canadian drunkard. And you know what I mean? <laughs> so you, it was the first time where you had, they're all dealing with, the same issues, but they're also all dealing with their own individual issues. You didn't really have that, and I think that's why it's more of a soap opera, because in a soap opera you have all the different storylines that yeah. intermingle, but they're also individually dealing with their own shit. Where Spider-Man's dealing with his shit, the Hulk's dealing with his shit, but they're not, you know... Yeah, X-Men was a team book. Yeah. yeah, it was a team Um one the something that reminded me very much of the X Men, uh, a free comic book day book that I picked up. Uh, Humanoids is launching its own imprint called H One, um, and it's got some pretty good, pretty good talent. Uh, uh, Mark Wade seems to be the uh, the the chief uh, 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 wrangler on this, and it's got uh, John Cassidy, uh, Carla Speed McNeil, uh, Yannick uh, Paquette, among others. Did 
either of you uh, pick up the ignition uh, preview on Free Comic Book Day? No. No. I didn't go to a comic book store on no. Free Comic Book Day. It's um, uh, get it on your radar whenever it comes out. Check it out. Uh, it definitely felt like a, a modern version of X Men. It was a it was you know emerging powers from you know people that have more or less like a, a mutant gene is is kind of the feeling of it. And uh, the Free Comic Book Day. Uh, issue was a getting the band together or or previewing of getting the band together. Uh, beautiful, it's it's absolutely gorgeous art, and Mark Mark Wade wrote it, and and he's pretty good. And uh, so I'm looking forward to the the humanoid stuff. I guess they have two or three different different. Um, single issue series that are coming out and then they're doing three or four different uh, graphic novels uh, un- under the, the imprint and the, the graphic novels look pretty look pretty cool as well. Omni is one of them. Strange Lands. So uh, Ignited. So it's a bunch of bunch of series coming out from H one. It's uh, from Humanoids, basically. They're they're they've been doing awesome collected editions for a long time, which have uh, been uh, available domestically. But this is the first time I've seen them doing single issues in graphic novels. Uh, looks like you can actually read the free comic book day issue on their website for free. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you want to go there and read it, you can read it. Uh, I'm checking it out, right? Yeah, I was going to ask, like, because humanoids, like, I always... They did a lot of the... the, the, the it's sort of like well, an imprint they, company. Yeah, they. I mean, they degree, reprinted right? a bunch of the, the Jodorowsky and Mobius stuff. I mean, they right. did Ink All, and, and I mean, they, they're they heavy into the Jodorowsky stuff, which cross-pollinates with a lot of the, the Mobius stuff. So they've done a lot of European... Uh, European comics and then reprinted them for the English translations. So this is sort of their own universe. Their own their, their own yeah. thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. It looks, like universe. Mark, it looks like Mark Wade and John Cassidy and a bunch of other creators. Yeah, I wasn't going to try and say that. Uh, I think that's how you so say yeah, so it's like, hey, you're a publisher. We're really talented people. It it feels a little cross gen to me, but okay. Uh, okay, you know, you know, you know what I mean. Hey, cross gen like, was the shit while it lasted. Cross gen was fantastic. Yeah, um, and this feels a little bit of the hey, this is a uh, it's an imprint with some really good talented creators, and we might get some good series out of it and some good you know graphic novels. Cool, cool. Well, I'll check it out on their uh, website here. It doesn't look pretty. I don't know who drew it. I'm trying to see who. Uh, is it Carlos Carl Speed McNeil on this one? Let's see. Well, you were looking at Ign- the Ignited? Because they have a. Ignition? Uh, oh. It may have been Ignited. Uh, is Ignition, is that what they're doing? The, the, the overall, is that the umbrella? I think, I think H1 is the umbrella. Ignited. And it's ignited yeah. is the lives of six teenagers are charged for, changed forever when yeah, tragic chaos ensues at their high school. Um, yeah. But the free comic book day one, I'm trying. I, I was just on it. Now I don't know. Where yeah, it's, it's it's ignited is the 
kind of the flagship story. That's the I think that's the Mark Wade one, and then uh, yeah, Strange Lands is one. Omni uh, Meyer is a uh, OGN, which looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, so uh, the big the big country is another OGN. And then they've got uh, Nick Nevin and the Bloody Queen. Yeah, Nick Nevin and the Bloody Queen is the other one. So, yeah, they've got. Uh, it looks like it looks like a pretty a pretty interesting slate of of titles coming out. So, yeah, I like so you know, eh, it's yeah, so new. It's like, Here, here's the thing I like about it: they don't appear to be saying, "Hey, these are all screenplays." <laughs> right, right. They're, they look, they look like yeah. comic for comics, you know, sake. Yeah, you because know, there's been other companies that have launched. It's like they were so obviously um, begging to be uh, adapted for for film or TV. These look like real comics. Um, yeah, it looks like H one is the shared universe. So that's. Oh. It's it, yeah. That whatever. I mean, H one. That's sort of, sort of the uh, humanoids. Yeah, metal hurlant. Hurlant. Forty five. H H one. H H one. John Cassidy H1. is the chief executive officer. Uh, officer. Remember when I uh, I got drunk and almost started a fight with John Cassidy? Cassidy. <laughs> Because he stole your bike. No, no, no. He stole Tim Seeley's bike. In your dream. Oh, he stole Tim Seeley's bike in your dream? No, no, no. He stole Tim Seeley's bike in Tim Seeley's dream. He was just an asshole to me, but he wasn't really an asshole. I was just really drunk, and I was the asshole. (laughs) Right. Uh, Right. I'm here. John Cassidy did nothing back. wrong to <laughs> me or Tim Seeley, but yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, he did, did nothing wrong. Just want to occasionally make you make me look so normal, Sal. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I won't even tell you. About, I, I, my wife, uh, my poor wife, the things she puts up with. I, I recently called into a radio station. And oh, pretended no. to be someone I wasn't. <laughs> because you. Because I thought it would be funny. And it was. And it actually, like, it changed the course of the show for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it would be a funny bit. Is that and Bernstein? No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no. It, was, it was the most ridiculous thing. It was just, and I was driving home from work. And I listen to this show all the time. And I just thought it would be funny. Like, I, it wasn't – I didn't think it would be funny that I was being someone else. I I just thought if a guy called up from somewhere else and, and said this, it would be funny for the show. And so I did. I just mm-hmm. pretended you to be the, the person that – Someone needs to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That was all it was. Someone needs to do this right now. It would be funny. I'll do it. And, and it did, yeah. It was, I've, but that's kind of the weird uh, mind that you're dealing with here. Sometimes I just do weird shit that oh. doesn't, you know, make a oh, lot of believe sense. me, I know. You know, <laughs> you're aware. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, I'm aware. Uh, I can't explain <laughs> it. Can't explain it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of my other free comic book day finds that I wanted to mention, and this kind of goes back into the lore of around comics and, uh, we got to meet a lot of really uh, awesome people and awesome artists along the way and some people that um, um, really grew and changed as artists. But there's probably one guy that I would say maybe more than anyone else grew, changed, and 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 continued to, to blow us away, and that was Dave Wachter. Um, have you guys seen, have you yeah. seen what he's been doing on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes, actually, I, I, I I've been seeing the stuff that he's been posting. So uh, good, yeah, so good. Uh, I, I I agree for sure. He's done. Uh, he's really evolved, and yeah, uh, uh, his stuff of late on on that book especially has been pretty awesome. So it was. Uh, um, it came out. For uh, for free comic book day, and uh, I was like, I've got to check out more of Dave's stuff for for TMNT because it was. I mean, that's that series been going for like thirty fucking years now. TMNT H one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just all these like these little acronyms. TMNT TM H one Z Turtles H one, but it was it was cool to see him kind of find a home there because I don't you know he has his own style which I absolutely uh, appreciate and 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 it, it, it's been it's been awesome to see him continue to grow and evolve as an artist and I think he's kind of found found a home with with that with that title and uh and you know to kind of you know establish himself so i hope that that continues and and even after tmnt he's able to yeah he's able to to continue to to move uh to move on and do some other stuff so all right well i think that's uh that's got us for uh, another month here we got anything else to to chit chat about or any announcements H3, I'm coming out with a shared universe of comics called H3. Come check out TK100. (laughs) Tom Cater's. Tom Cater's. Top 100. The universe, the whole universe only exists for 100 issues. And then in in 15 years, Warren Ellis will come and relaunch it. After a 100 number one issues. It's 100 crisis Every yeah. issue is a crisis. In the TK100 universe, there are no issue number twos. It's <laughs> Everyone all dies every issue. <laughs> it's all number one. Every, it's a fresh start. Every issue, the entire universe is destroyed. Yeah. And then the next you, issue. You just, you, you just described around comics. Every, TK100. every, every episode is a crisis. <laughs> every episode. What's happening? <laughs> Everyone dies again. All right. Well, guys, it was a pleasure as always to chit chat with you. Uh, Look forward to uh, to getting together again. Uh, We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around around. comics. Comics.
right. I hear my children, one of my children cry. Oh, God. Get, I get hear that. one of my children cry. Go. Yeah. Go take, All right. Take care of your child. All right. All right. Talk. talk to you guys later. Adios.